Hi, everybody. I'm George, and this is The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least. And you might find today's guest sipping on something at Central Perk. He's one of the hosts of The Friendsman. He's my friendsman. Please welcome Nate Kiley. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with horror? Oh, geez. Okay. Well, my my history with horror is very similar uh, to yours, George, in that I was a very scared little boy. I didn't like horror movies. I remember a bunch of my friends like watching uh, Scream when I was like 10 or something. I was like, no way. I'm not even <laughs> looking at that shit, dude. I want to watch somebody get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. that's, that's... That's crazy. Why Who would I be that? watching that? <laughs> But I, I also will say that the first movie uh, my parents ever took me to in the theaters was Jurassic Park. Wow. Which, you know, obviously a horror movie. <laughs> and I didn't make it all the way through, but I love dinosaurs and I wanted to go, oh, hey, there's a cat behind you. Yes. Yeah, that'll happen frequently, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess I started watching horror movies when I was in high school, kind of, like when I was working my way through Blockbuster, if that's yeah. a relatable a experience to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jurassic Park is a, is a really funny one to bring up because oh, yeah. I watched it when I was, like, too young to understand how scary it was. Right. And I was like, wow, this fucking rules. And yeah. then I watched it again, like, a little bit later. And I was like, oh, I'm terrified of this now. Yeah, It's a very standard, you know, yeah, like everybody gets picked off one by one horror movie just made yeah. by made by a genius hell yeah um, dinosaurs are scary as fuck they rule but they're scary <laughs> i, I 100 agree my daughter is is learning that right now she loves dinosaurs <laughs> but like she just saw like a drawing of the the spinning one mm, and she wanted to see the lophosaurus of yep, course absolutely she wanted to see pictures of it on my phone and she's like oh that that picture is a little too scary let's go past <laughs> that one it's very funny is there a subgenre now that tends to stick out as your favorite? I always say I really love found footage horror movies. I find them very fun. Mm-hmm. It was a genre that I tended to uh, lean towards when I was making movies in film school. Uh, that's definitely an influence on what I was trying to do. But I really like the really fucked up ones, too, because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fun to watch. Horror Horror is the best genre to to sit down and and have your breath taken away. You know what I mean? It's the only genre where you consistently, like, literally have your jaw dropped to the floor. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of take it for granted, you know? Right. It's really incredible. You know, when you learn about movies, you know, like people like to do, you learn that a lot of great directors really started in horror, too, and that, like, it's, it's a genre that tends to breed really creative people are drawn towards it, I guess. That's definitely true, and it's not just directors who star in horror. Let's talk about The Friends. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Absolutely, my favorite people in the world. Of course. You have Scream for Courtney Cox. Absolutely. It's funny that you already mentioned that. Leprechaun for Jen Aniston. Right. We just passed St. Patrick's Day, so it's in the air. Now, I don't remember Leprechaun. She's not like a huge part of the movie, right? (laughs) No. she's on the cover now. That's absolutely correct. (laughs) Right. Matt Perry, the one actor who hasn't really done a movie for horror, he was in Treehouse of Horror 12 for The Simpsons. Okay, that counts. (laughs) That counts. Uh, Schwimmer is a cop in Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he's sm- another small role. Lisa That's Kudrow great. is in The Unborn, which is about a, a, a sure. killer killer baby. Yep. <laughs> Unborn, as you might even great anticipate. Great concept. And Matt LeBlanc is in The Watch 2008 and Ghost Brigade, a.k.a. Grey Knight, a.k.a. The Killing Box, a.k.a. The Lost Brigade. <laughs> That's awesome. You know a movie's good when it's got three also known as... And it stars a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. What was the first one from 2008? Uh, Watch. Watch. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. Um, um, he's also in... Uh, he's in a monkey movie that I'm going to pretend is a horror movie. <laughs> Ed, right? See, I said Ed, and then somebody told me I was thinking of a baseball one, and Joey is in a hockey one. Or it was the mm. other way around, and you're right, and I can't remember. I think, I think MVP is the hockey one. Right. And Joey, yeah. Joey's in one of those two. Yeah. And, and it's a horror movie, obviously. They obviously. <laughs> Apes are terrifying. <laughs> They'll fuck your day right up. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting that all of them have uh, taken a little pit stop in genre films. Except for Matthew Perry. Except for Matt Perry. It's never That's too crazy. late, Matt. You know what? It's, it's interesting. I was thinking about the whole nine yards the other day. And that, sure. that movie takes a few horror turns where it's like he's confronted with a dead body. Right. You know what I, I mean? Like that's, absolutely. That could that's be kind up. of considered. Great, yeah. a I mean, you're being threatened by the mob. That's terrifying. Right. Your next door neighbor's like the coolest killer <laughs> ever imaginable. I um also, I mean, we already covered Freaky Friday 2003 as mm. a horror movie on the Patreon. So great. Seventeen again. You know that fits right in. I I, I 100% agree. Yeah, I love Seventeen again. I love that movie too. I yeah, think it's, it's a lot so of fun. fun. <laughs> Zach Efron, that guy, he's a lot of fun. And Tom Lennon's really good in it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fun movie. Anyway, maybe we'll talk about that movie sometime, too. I wonder if Gunther's in any horror movies. Wow, great Oh, question. you know who I bet's in a lot of horror movies is Marcel the Monkey. I bet. Outbreak. Gotta be. Probably. That's right in the perfect wheelhouse of time. 100%. People out there, if you know Marcel the Monkey movies that he's in for sure, sound off. <laughs> Your co-host Riggs looks like Marcel. That's that's what I'm being told. Um, I can I can neither confirm nor deny it's this. It's because Marcel has a little black cap on mm. his fur. On the he top does. Of his head. That's and Riggs is never without his little black cap. That's what's keying me into it. I think so. I see it. I see it uh, on some levels. You know that and their mischievous. Riggs uh, is is a, a rascal. He's a There's little no denying. He's a little scamp. But the movie we're talking about today is The Human Centipede, first sequence from 2009, directed by Tom Six, a Dutchman who directed the original season of Big Brother, a show I did not realize was originally from <laughs> right? the Netherlands. Right? We gotta talk to McRae about this. <laughs> That's so fucking crazy. Yeah. But yes, Tom Six. So look, I have learned long ago never to stake my reputation on a film director <laughs> because they're all, they're all nasty little freaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all they're all fucking perverts. Uh-huh. I can swear, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're nasty little fucking freaks. I'm sorry. Yeah. But this guy, Tom Six, I like him. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And he looks cool as hell. <laughs> the only pictures that exist of him on the internet, he is wearing white suits and like a fedora. Like a <laughs> like a opera fedora. Yeah. And he's, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, long holders. Yeah. 
I also like that Six is his original last name. That's not right. <laughs> a, a stage name or anything. And I was I was Googling him today to try to figure out if there's like any controversy. It doesn't seem like there is. It just seems like he's like a nasty little guy. Yeah, he gets it all out on the, on the screen instead of in real life. <laughs> but George, George. Yeah. Did you love it? Oh, man. I had a wonderful time with Thank it. Thank you. Yes. It's great, right? It's fantastic. It was really fun. It was really fun. <laughs> And I think it was improved because we should also talk about the fact that when we first started talking about what movie you were going to pick, it was a toss up between Human Centipede and Human Centipede 2. Right. I wanted to talk about all three of them in a glorious three hour episode. And you were like, Nate, don't you have a family? (laughs) It's like, no, no, whatever, man. But I... I, I was sitting there and I was stewing with this and another one of my friends who also likes the series was like, you really should watch the second one at Ooh. the very least. And so after I watched Human Centipede, the first sequence, I also watched Human Centipede 2. I'm going to watch 2 tonight because I'm so pumped about it now. <laughs> and having the dynamic of both of them together, I think really lends an additional... Je ne sais quoi. Right. <laughs> to, to, to the whole thing, to the whole affair. So you so see I'm, you see, he refers to all three of the movies as his centipede. And he right. says, you really should sit down and watch them all together as a four-hour yeah. long movie. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I am seeing how it could work very well that way. I, I'm willing to give three the benefit of the doubt that it you know does fit right in with it. Do you want me to preface you for three? I looked at the log line, so I, I know that it's like anything for a jail. You, but three, you're going to be disappointed, mm. okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> but three is is funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Three is funny the way like Rob Zombie is funny. You know what okay. I mean? Uh huh. It's like not my favorite director. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but but you get what I mean when I say uh-huh. that, like he has a sense of humor about sure, his sure. work. Yeah, where y- you'll you'll see what I mean. I don't want to sure. say anything. Tongue in cheek, tongue in yeah. cheek kind of stuff. Some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in a movie, and it's also incredibly gross. Well, I never thought I would say this, but I am looking forward to it. <laughs> it's it's definitely not as good as, as one and two, like mm-hmm. the way that like you're psyched about like how good this fucked up movie is, but uh-huh. it's unique in its own uh-huh. interesting way. Sure. Hey, if it's at least hitting the same watermark, the same high watermark, then... Uh, yeah, that was my feelings on it. Yeah. But um, fucking... One and two, two man. One two. and two, both incredible. Two, I mean, baby. The t- second talking sequence. about little freaks. <laughs> yeah, little nasty freaks. Yeah. This motherfucker looks like Nosferatu, right? He sure does. It's He'd like... be perfect for it. Max oh Shrek up God. in here. The main character... So, let's talk about how brilliant two is. Sure. It's like a fucking community episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. Real quick, uh, bef- I mean, this is way before we start getting into the actual plot, but just to set up what Human Centipede is about, in case anyone has not seen it, a doctor, a German scientist... Doctor man uh, says fucked up little guy fucked up. Well, he's a he's a fucked up. He's a pretty big guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty big guy. He says I'm the number one conjoined twins separator in the world, and I am tired of taking people apart. I'm gonna put people together, and I'm gonna sew. It's so simple. <laughs> so simple. I'm gonna sew three people together, ass to mouth, and make a human centipede. 
And that is the movie. Listen, you got to keep busy. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to have little projects for yourself, especially mm-hmm. when you're like a fucked up little guy that lives <laughs> alone in a very angular house uh-huh. in the middle of the German wilderness. Right. You got to have little projects for yourself. Absolutely. And you got it. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. And right, who knows what exactly. you might do. <laughs> he did it with three dogs, and now Ugh. he's going to do it with three people. I'm glad we never see the dog. Zweihund. The, the, the Zweihund, big, right. Yeah, big rip to Zweihund. And he's um, so sad about that, that Zweihund. <laughs> yeah, he's got little pictures up of him all over the place. <laughs> so two, Human Centipede 2, it goes, hey, guess what? That movie you just watched is a movie. It's real. It was that was, everyone is experiencing it the same exact way. And in two, this fucked up little guy, <laughs> this fucked up little guy doesn't have a hobby, and so he latches on to the human centipede. He's also got years and years of abuse, sexual and psychological. And his therapist has a centipede, which is really kind of unlucky. Like, yeah, really. yeah. That's a, a, a really unfortunate coincidence, to be sure. And um, he latches onto the human centipede, and he says, I am going to make an even bigger, real human centipede. But this guy is not a doctor. And so... <laughs> he like, does it in a parking garage, right? He does it in, like, a, a, a parking garage. He, like, rents a little, like, shitty warehouse and, like, staples people's mouths together instead yep. of, like, sewing it. It's interesting because what I expected... From one, right, is kind of what I got right. from two, right. I always tell people one, it's it's hard to watch, obviously, but it's not that gory because everything's yeah, was kind of bandaged up. Shockingly non-explicit, considering the reputation that it had, right. And 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 I mean, it's it still does, grody. It does it's a get con- the concept. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, mean, like, right. Um, it's not bloody, technically. Right. right. It, it's a you know, it's it's on a sliding scale. <laughs> This explicitness. Right. And and my my whole theory about these movies and what Tom Six went through as a director, and I feel for the guy, is that he had this great idea, and he made a great movie out of it, mm-hmm. and it kind of became a punchline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And two feels pointed. <laughs> yeah, he's saying, fine, that's what you fucking <laughs> like, expect, and then that's what you're going to get. <laughs> Human centipede movie. I'm going to make a fucking human centipede movie. Yeah. And then three really does feel like kind of an artist concluding a subject matter and in mm-hmm. a way that feels like he's grown a little bit away from it, but still wants to like finish it sure. up. It's interesting. Yeah. And we'll talk about sort of his intent behind the original one as we uh, move into it. But I do also want to talk about just the environment that it came out into and where I was. Oh, sure. 2009 is the perfect time for this movie to live in my head rent-free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, me too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just a little high schooler. Too young to go see it, technically, but sure. I like probably could have gotten in if I really wanted to make an effort. Sure. But it, but this is well before I was into horror, so I was just like, oh, dang, shoot, guys, wish I, <laughs> wish I could go. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen these in the theater. I would love to. I would love to see it with a crowd. That's cool. Yeah, oh my gosh. I was really curious while I was watching two. I was like, I wonder how many walkouts there were. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine. 
I really can't imagine. But I mean, we we should say at this point too, you know, as horror fans, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is a grand tradition of horror. Sure. Movies. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I was I was laughing at all. The, we saw two walkouts for Titan. I said, you can't even <laughs> handle Titan. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. And and like, let's give it up for Tom Six because. It's even harder today. Like I can, mm. I can go watch beheading videos on the internet. You know, it mm. takes a lot. It takes a lot to shock me with a go. horror movie, and he does it. He, he does it does with it. a plum over and over again. He, he, he does it, it effectively. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking does it with a power drill. <laughs> and you know, despite the fact that I hadn't seen the movie when it came out, much like The Ring in two thousand and two and Paranormal Activity just a scant few years earlier. Tales of the Human Centipede ran rampant through the halls from those old and brave enough to go see it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, the poster is extremely evocative. This movie really kind of runs the exploitation route of titillating youngsters with shocking imagery. Right. But... Like that is like the the marketing of it, and then it is like a movie about fascism. Right, for Tom. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and it's just so funny That's to me that funny. like the like mainstreamification of movies like the Saw sequels, Cabin Fever, Hostel, like that was what gave the movie its buzz. Right, and then it just feels like a completely different movie. Well, <laughs> from hey, what I would expect. Yeah, I mean, like. Another grand tradition of horror movies is you take girls to go see horror movies. You, yeah. you go. I, that's something you know that I've noticed too. I, I remember I was in Hereditary, and this group of like seven, eighteen-year-old girls sat down in front of me, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck, dude, fuck, this is gonna suck. They're gonna be talking the whole movie, and this is not gonna be the type of scary movie that they're gonna be like." having fun watching this is going to be like a slow movie that they're going to walk out of like with 15 minutes left and they got they got really scared during the movie i remember during the tongue click they they fucking like jumped out of their seats and threw popcorn everywhere it wasn't that bad <laughs> good glad to hear it I, I mean it's a it's a fun spooky movie they called the cops on me it wasn't a big deal it's just... <laughs> good well hey as long as it worked out okay it was fine <laughs> So I'm curious, do you have any just like general recollections from, from the time uh, coming out or just general general buzz? I remember, so 2009, I don't think that I saw this when it came out. I think I saw this later when I was probably in film school. So I went to college for two years and studied theater and then I dropped out. And then maybe I watched it when I was living in Chicago for a year or maybe I watched it when I was back in LA for film school. But yeah. Around that time, and I'll I'll, t- I'll be honest with you, I watched this alone because <laughs> I was I was probably like living with my wife, yeah, before we were married, and like I'm not gonna ask my wife if she wants to watch Human Centipede. Oh, so, sweetie, Human Centipede's right. on, <laughs> and she won't. It's like why would I even bring that up? <laughs> so yeah, I watched this alone. And probably had the time of my life watching it, sitting on the edge of my seat in some uncomfortable position because I was just like <laughs> fixated by like how dope this movie was <laughs> and how like fucked up it was too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And for years, I tell people, you got to check out the Human Centipede. <laughs> it's so good. There you go. Hey, now now it's official. It's the best horror movie ever made. It really is something. So. Tom says the inspiration for this movie came from two main places. 
The first being a joke about a possible punishment for child molesters. Right. And the other being the famous Dr. Josef Mengele, Nazi scum who performed heinous medical experiments on concentration camp victims during the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. He mentioned that when he started to develop this idea further, he leaned on influences like Cronenberg and some of the horror coming out of Japan, which I think is a really interesting combination because they both kind of exist on the spectrum of body horror, but in fairly opposite directions, you know. Something like Videodrome is very surreal compared to something like Audition, which is very grounded, and and a lot of the pain of those kind of movies comes from being able to see yourself in that position. It feels more like an authentic wound or whatever. Pulling from those two different directions is a really interesting move, and I think it works really well in this movie to create a kind of grounded surrealism, as as oxymoronical as that may sound. No, that is is absolutely true about this movie, because it's completely out of our realm and 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 at the same time completely realistic and completely delivers on like what it promises you yeah. <laughs> like it, it's crazy yeah yeah you never question it at all you never question anything in this movie like maybe maybe in the beginning a little bit when you're like get the fuck out of it <laughs> like don't go in that house but but after that it's all it's all accounted for, baby. <laughs> yeah, and even that, you know, he there's an element of maybe he's just covering a little bit, but Tom says, you know, hey, I put a bunch of cliches right at the beginning to kind of lull you in. <laughs> it's like, okay, Tom, maybe. <laughs> it really bothers me when characters don't know how to change a tire. There you go. That, hey, that really everyone should know me. how to change a tire. Absolutely. One of the special features on the DVD is a Q&A in which Tom says that he wanted the movie to serve as a reflection on fascism in the way that Salo or 120 Days of Sodom is supposed to. That rocks so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And Dieter Laser, first of all, amazing name. He plays our our main villain. Dr. Heider is actually the son of a Nazi. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, you can tell. Yeah, well, and he said that he really like based it like kind of patterned it on his father, oh my and he God. and he said that he considered the movie to be a success on this front as a parody of the Nazi psyche, and this extended to the choice of the victim's nationality chosen to be a Japanese man and some Americans, and the way music was used simulating the loudspeakers at concentration camps. That's crazy. I yeah, I, I really hadn't thought about it from that angle, but. It's that's all there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you obviously think about like Nazi stuff when you're watching it, but they never go into it. They never say anything about it, but it's obviously very blatantly that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I got to get that DVD. Yeah, and it's 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 particularly interesting because of the way I think a couple of German filmmakers have mentioned this and and Dieter Laser uh, also mentions it. He says that the way like descendants of Germans who were in World War II, there is a a guilt associated with that, even if they themselves uh, did not actually participate. You know, there is a a, a stink that lingers. That's crazy. (laughs) And so he he said that 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 is sort of where this doctor is coming from, that even if he is not actually a Nazi scientist, that the, uh, uh, the guilt of Nazism is still driving him to that point. Incredible actor. Also, I read that he was uh, in character the entire time. <laughs> Psychotic. <laughs> Just fucking bug-eyeing at you. 
during terrifying. lunch on set. Absolutely terrifying. Just terrifying. weeping over Zvihun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, dry hunt. He fucking kills it, man. He's like a force of nature. He's like Freddy or something. You know what I mean? It's wild. Like, it's really wild. And and I love when he gets shot in the head. That's so baller. Ooh, it's crazy. Great it looks shot. great, too. The pattern yep. behind it. The supposed isolated German villa was actually a residential area yeah. <laughs> in, the, well, yeah, in right. the Netherlands. Right. There were some conversions made, but the thing that really stands out, of course, is the insane portraits of conjoined twins all around sure. the house that tom six himself painted oh wow that's awesome a man a, a renaissance man that's right he's doing it all baby put the team on his back this guy rocks do you think there was kind of like an implication that the doctor was at one point separated from a twin or was fantasizing about because he's kissing the mirror the mirror yes right yeah we got to talk about the mirror of course it, it feels like there is something uncommented upon in terms of like i wasn't sure if he was actually separated but that he feels like something is missing sure and so he feels like he is doing the right thing by bringing people together and uh he wishes he was whole maybe uh maybe he's got a gabriel yeah oh my god he's got a little guy on his neck imagine imagine controlling him all along an even more fucked up little guy wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up little guys all the way down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now since this movie is understandably a difficult concept to sell <laughs> tom literally did not tell the financiers the entire plot that's great yeah he instead just pitched it simply as a surgeon who sewed people together but he said they were all very happy with the movie once it was finished. You leave out the anus stuff. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and similarly, the actors got just a storyboard outline with sketches of how the centipede would be formed wow. instead of a full script. And very funny to me to imagine just like crude stick figures. <laughs> being like, like the guy, right? <laughs> he tied him up and, and did his little presentation. Yeah, exactly. I heard they, I heard they had trouble with casting, too, because people were uncomfortable. Yeah, a lot of people who were like, I think I can do it. And then like uh, they were like, mm, actually, maybe not. <laughs> no shame, man. I mean, yeah, Jesus it's Christ. Tough. It's tough. Uh, I mean, big ups to these actors, honestly, who, who pull it off w- with grit and determination. Yeah, that's the other thing about the realism and not questioning any of it is that like these people really sell what it would be like to be human centipeded. Yeah. And it's fucking wild, dude. Awful. Truly awful. A lot of the information that I got hitherto and and going forward comes from the commentary oh cool which means that one it's great to hear from tom about the seriousness with which he took the movie right but also it seems possible to me that there is some slight exaggeration going on (laughs) in order to further boost the movie's dynacism and intrigue a la william castle and alfred hitchcock which no shame on that either but just Take everything with maybe a grain of salt. You go viral, you gotta take advantage of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I get it. And to that end, the tagline of the movie is 100% medically accurate. (laughs) (laughs) And and Tom talks about the medical authenticity of the centipede, saying, He consulted a Dutch surgeon that came up with the method in a way that would allow the central and rear members to survive for, quote, Years. Oh, that's so fucked up. <laughs> as long as they got a supplemental IV drip, and then the father and son FX team, Rob and Eric Hillenbrink, uh, built the hardened underwear with rubber grips to bite oh, on. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> based on these surgeon sketches and uh yeah it's it's just pretty wild how That's it all came so together good. It, it, i mean yeah it looks great it looks fantastic they really do look like they're all sewn together and they filmed pretty much in sequence to let the characters get built as the movie went, which I think is <laughs> okay. also very effective. Like, wow. as the desperation builds, you know, the characters build too. But then they also shot the opening last. Okay. <laughs> so so when they're all just all walking around, <laughs> it's like, okay, we can film this at the very end. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, our characters, front to back segments of the centipede, Katsuro, Lindsay, and Jenny played by Akihiro Kitamura, Ashley C. Williams, and Ashlyn Yenny, respectively. Killing it. Killing it. Akihiro and Laser were both experienced actors at this point, but for Ashley and Ashlyn, it was their first major roles, which I mean, no. what incredible <laughs> swing out the gate. Huge swing. And then get out of the business after that. <laughs> I mean, Ashlyn Yenny comes back, and she's in too. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, that must... That must that, yeah, that 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 sells it right there. You know, he's 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 doing it right. He's being a professional. He's yeah. treating the actors right. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine the, uh, going through this kind of grueling so process crazy. and then being like, yeah, I had a good enough time to come back and do it again. I'll do the even more fucked up one. Yeah, sure, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. The movie didn't really like make money at the box office, sure. grossing just two hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars on its one point six six million dollar budget, but. As is often the case, it saw a new life on the home media market, reaching over $3.5 million in sales that way, and people reacted wow. positively to it on the home media market. I can't so. believe he got $1.6 million to make this. That's insane. <laughs> I can't believe somebody gave him that much just because he took out the anus stuff. <laughs> hey, man, it's all about the phrasing. And Roger Ebert's review is very go. good and worth reading in its entirety, in my mm. opinion. But I have boiled it down to a quote that he says, I have long attempted to take a generic approach. In other words, is a film true to its genre and does it deliver what an audience presumably expects? The Human Centipede scores high on this scale, and then he refused to award it any stars, very different from a score of zero stars, saying that the system is unsuited to the film. This movie, like, broke him. It's incredible. He was like, I don't he know what know to fucking what to do. do with this, man. He said, the movie just is. It is what it is. Right. Go fucking see it, I guess. That's so wild. Broke old Raj. So let's get into the actual movie. Nice, slow pan off the highway to start. Lands on our villainous doctor in his car, staring nervously at a photo of the doggy centipede. It's like weeping. Yeah. Jacking off. It's, I think the photos are like kind of funnily edited together because the dogs are like standing there perfectly <laughs> <Right>. still. <laughs> but I also do admire that they are just right away like, this is what the fucking movie yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> they show you right away. You're like, yeah. what the, what? <laughs> a truck pulls up behind him. The trucker gets out. He hustles over a bush where he goes to take a dump. And the doctor lines up a shot with the trank gun. Really fun shot with the sun over his shoulder starting to flare as the camera moves up towards him. And then bang, back to the highway title card. This is one thing that I do want to mention for this movie is that we've talked about how it's very low budget and it's kind of this funny, grody concept. But Tom did take it really seriously. And the way that the movie looks, I think, is really impressive. It looks fantastic. 
there's a lot of really great shots in this. They really use the house in a really interesting way. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they were content to just let the movie rest on its laurels of shock. Yeah, I mean I mean the the shots are, are beautiful. I mean it's 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 stark. It's like industrial and uh it, it absolutely like yeah, knows what it is and knows what it's going for and is consistent and it's it's an incredible looking movie. I I told you I was kind of like I saw this movie probably like 10 years ago, I guess. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, you don't have to watch it again, right? <laughs> and so like, I remember loving it, and I've been defending it for a decade, and I kind of blindly was like, yeah, let's do Human Centipede. And, and I, watching it last night, I was just like, oh, man, it is as beautiful <laughs> as I remembered it being. Hell yeah. Elsewhere, two girls, Jenny and Lindsay, are looking for a nightclub called Bunker. <laughs> they are touring Europe, and they got invited to a party tonight. Also, this is just occurring to me bunker uh, world war ii shit again oh yeah sure right of course yeah there you go <laughs> but uh-oh they got a flat tire and like i said this is one of several cliches that tom uses to set up the rug pull making us think this is just gonna be like every other movie they also have no signal and they uh start to trust the grease ball rolling up to help he should have gone with that guy he was just <laughs> he was just horny they should have just gone with it. <laughs> yeah well so this guy he speaks exclusively german Right. Which I really like as a way to help you feel the same unsure footing as the women, unless you happen to speak German. Right. I did investigate what this guy says. <laughs> and basically, he thinks he recognizes Jenny as a porn star okay. and starts propositioning them for a threesome, hence the phrase fucking and yep. the lewd gestures, which, first of all, would still be insanely rude, even if they actually were. He Ooh, does, like, a tongue he, thing at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be awful, you sweaty bastard. Can't be doing that. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's uh, it's just a, a bad time. <laughs> bad time for these two women sitting in, in this uh, sitting in this car with a flat tire and a sweaty pervert making tongue gestures at them. Smoking. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is next. They, they walk off to go look for help on a road. Terrible idea. Hard, Hug hard a tree. cut to them being stuck in the woods <laughs> with no explanation as to how they got in the woods. They were on a road. <laughs> they were. Look, it was one of them correctly says leaving the car is the stupidest idea. And they're right. <laughs> they're right. They are just magically in the woods and they bicker as the stress takes hold. And Jenny is honestly cracking me up here. I thought her performance was very funny and she was just like crosses her arms right. she's like i'm not fucking walking anymore they also say that they've been there they've been out there for an hour that's right which is not that that long that's not enough time to like start like infighting amongst <laughs> each other <laughs> like just say like three hours that's like yeah sure more believable. <laughs> if you're just gonna cut anyway right could have been any amount of time we don't know how long yeah exactly now they do spot a house though just in time as it starts to pour and this is when we get a look at a tombstone in the yard, my dear three hound, and uh, <laughs> just very funny. But also, I really like, again, this lockdown wide shot as they try and get the attention of whoever the light right. is on for. Just a really cool wide. And our villain finally opens the door grimly, and he lets them in and locks it behind them. Game over, man. Yeah, locked from the inside. That's fucked. <laughs> That's when you know you're fucked. Yeah, first, yes, absolutely. Bad times ahead. And he, he looks at them like, whoa, whoa, like, this is this is meant to be, like, holy shit. Yeah, they came right to his, uh, right to his doorstep. 
farm to table. <laughs> <laughs> the villa I thought was actually like pretty pleasant besides the first of the giant conjoined sure. twin paintings in the back. You know, it's got a nice little warm fire, cute little kitchen cabinets. You take away the horrific art and yeah, yeah it's a nice little uh, nice little house. <laughs> And he fakes a call to the emergency car service. Man, Dutch people are so fucked up. <laughs> that that was how the house came. He didn't even put those paintings up. They said the house comes pre-furnished. Yeah. And he said, okay, fine. Yeah, he fakes a call to the emergency car company. He roofies the water that they asked for. And it's a very fun smirk, I thought, when he's like, oh, they'll arrive in a half an hour, maximum. <laughs> he's like lounging. Yeah. He's like he's like laying back in like a very weird unnatural way. But no, you, you know what? No way. I, you don't drink the water after he does the your related line. <laughs> like after that it's like we'll use the phone. I'm not drinking any of your fucking water. I'm not playing any of your fucking games, dude. You know, maybe that's why Lindsay spills the water. You there know, you we, go. we don't know what's going on in her mind. But he gets pissed. He gets because, so mad. First of all, now she's less drugged. But also, he says he doesn't like people to start with. <laughs> and she refuses another because she's freaked out. Yep. But he he leaves to go get a towel, or so he says. And he's actually heading down to an operating room where another body is. Ooh. I also like how through the course of the movie, he he's like... He like starts out kind of being like this this evil genius. Mm-hmm. But then like through through a series of events... That we'll talk about. He he kind of loses that and and becomes more of just kind of like a crazed serial killer guy that's trying to like hold it all together. And that's a very interesting arc for him. Yeah, absolutely. He sort of loses his grip on things uh, as as he gets excited and um, (laughs) it goes poorly. Oh, find out. Hey, grossest food ever in a movie. The mm. the shots of the food that, it's that not the great. doctor eats so yeah. gross, just nasty meat, <laughs> nasty meat. And then in the beginning, he's eating like a large can of like diced uh, pears or something. Mm. Like if in it a was bowl. diced pineapples, <laughs> maybe we could talk. But just just that much pear, it's like uh-huh. a fruit medley <laughs> in like a Jolly Green Giant can. <laughs> it's it's a really a funny like contraposition. For like him to just be casually eating this right. giant fruit bowl, <laughs> and they're all uh, being fucking stitched together downstairs. Mm-hmm. But he fills a syringe with something. He heads back upstairs where Jenny is passing out, and Lindsay is starting to feel it too. It seems like she's having a really bad reaction to it. I don't know if that is just what normally happens when you only get a little she's bit tired. Yeah, um, she like starts like spitting up foam. Oh yeah, then she vi- yeah right right right. It's nasty. It looks like a looks like a bad time. Yeah. And he grabs her off the floor and injects her in the base of the neck. Right. And and really seems to like nut when he does it. Right. Oh yeah. And he grabs her hair and he's like, oh, I have the power. Yeah. He like wrestles her around for like a good thirty seconds and then he sticks her and then it close ups on his face and he nuts. Yeah. Like yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> The next morning, and it's a beautiful day as he tears up some of their documentation. That's when he's eating the fucked up fruit. That's right. And Lindsay finally comes to. She's strapped to a hospital bed with Jenny and the one beside her and the trucker from the beginning, also there and awake, although he has a gag in. Yeah, he's got like a horse chomp in. Yeah. Nasty. And they all start to scream. (laughs) Right. Because that's what you would do. Right. 
and the doctor emerges saying the trucker actually doesn't match, so he has to die. Sorry, don't take it personally, <laughs> which is very funny also. And he just does it. And he does it, yeah, very casually injects him with something that kills him quick, while the women understandably freak out. That guy is quickly replaced by an Asian gentleman named Katsuro, though, and they all scream and plead in varying measures as the doctor prepares for surgery. And he comes back to finally introduce himself as Dr. Yosef Heider, uh, retired but still very well known as the leading separator of conjoined twins. But no more separating, now he's into creating, like I said. He's wearing the, um, who's the fashion designer that designed all that? He's wearing the Hugo Boss doctor. Boss, co- yeah. Yeah, Oof. doctor coat. <laughs> Looking like friggin' Starship Troopers up in here. It's like a very specific doctor's coat. Yeah, Starship Troopers, it's like Mr. Freeze or like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a work suit kind of doctor coat yeah sure like a nazi scientist almost yeah almost like that <laughs> this this description of the surgery is very prolonged and tom himself said that he is scared of hospitals and doctors oh, and so yeah he, he stretched out this scene and the procedure itself as a way to quote create his own nightmare yeah that makes a lot of sense and they're they're like yelling at him the whole time too it's a very hectic scene even though it's so simple yeah, oh my gosh, the way that like he just persists the whole way, you know, uh, that felt really effective to me. Ordinarily, this would be like people just waiting their turn to be like, you can't fucking do this to me. Right. But here they are, yeah, they're hooting and hollering the whole damn time. And he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't react to it in any way whatsoever. <laughs> he says basically he's going to sever their knee tendons so that they can't extend their legs, then graft their faces to each other's butts, making a triplet conjoined via the digestive system. A human centipede, he says. He says it. (laughs) He says it. He says it. And he wrote wrote it out in his little, his fucked up little drawing. Yeah, oh my gosh. All right, so you you can't see this, but I literally, like, (laughs) took a screenshot of just, like, the three of them, like, the drawings, just because it made me laugh so much. The three little guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And, um... (laughs) He starts to anesthetize the victims, and this is one of the moments where in two, I was like, this is so funny to, like, compare them. And, you know, the guy in that one isn't, like you said, he's not a doctor. He doesn't have anesthesia. So he is just hitting people on the head with a crowbar to knock them out. Right. And And do it as fast as possible. (laughs) Yeah. And they wake up in the middle of it because they've just been hit in the head with a crowbar. Right. Truly uh, deranged shit. I loved it. <laughs> Black and white, too. We forgot oh, to yeah. mention that. Oh, my except, God. Except for the poop. Which yeah, is except brown. for the poop. Right. <laughs> that's, so, that's so cool. It was very funny. <laughs> Lindsay manages to make a break for it while he is distracted by anesthetizing Jenny. And truly made my stomach heave when her the needle like yanks Ooh, up her arm when she yeah. runs away. Rips her IV out. Ooh. Oh, man, that made me want to You know he's it. using some sort of old, weird, like, vein Ugh. clamp on her. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And she's gushing blood, but she locks herself in his room, and the door outside is still locked, too. Uh, this, well, that's why she does it. This is one of those first moments where you start to realize that he's, like, not a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he shows up again with the trank gun, and he beats down the window. Right, right. Well, first he's yelling at her. He's just yelling at her, open the door, (laughs) like over and over again. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, he beats down this window, which was incredibly sturdy. I assume it was supposed to be bulletproof. And um, when she runs again, she finally gets cornered in Dr. Hyder's pool. Right. First off, great look on his face. A cat who got the canary. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, he, he still does have a lot of fun yeah. chasing around. Even though he, this part shows a little bit of weakness from him, he still does have a lot of fun chasing her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jenny is like, uh, hey, let me and Jenny go. Like, there's not a whole ass third person down there. Fuck that guy, well, I guess. Well, yeah, in fairness, I mean, you know, she, in fairness, she went back for her, and she should she not back. have. Yeah, oh, she is doomed by it's the, her. It's the worst fucking possible choice you can make. You know he's not going to do the operation until he mm. can get another person. Wow, great point. gives you plenty of time yeah. to get to the police and tell them what's going on. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. Terrible You're absolutely decision. absolutely right. Yeah. I just thought it was a bad decision in, like, the general way. Yeah, right. <laughs> he also asks that he just kill her instead. Mm-hmm. But he says, uh-uh-uh, now you're going to pay the price by being the middle segment. Right. She fucked up. She really fucked up. And he starts to force her hand by bringing the, like, pool cover out so that she has no air. Uh, but the power cuts and he has to leave. Mm-hmm. Lindsay emerges from the pool, soaked and bleeding, then heads for the doctor's room and the broken window, but she can't leave Jenny, like we said. Uh, Heads back into the lion's den, uh, but there's a clatter that draws Hyder when Jenny gets dragged up the stairs. Your cat thinks it's a bad decision, too. He's shaking his head. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. And (laughs) it's so funny in, like, such a bleak way that... She even gets Jenny all the way to the window and out out into the wilderness, only to finally get hit by that trank gun. And it's a it's a brilliant shot too. Where yeah. like it's she like one over first. long shot where she's yeah. dragging her, and like for the last thirty seconds of the shot, she's like taking up the whole frame. Yeah, and has like covered the window where the doctor with the gun is now. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden, you just hear like a poof, and she falls down, and he's behind her. It's a brilliant shot too. Yeah, it's really good. The surgery begins. And it's, you know, I think it's a really good middle ground between showing some to grow you out, but also it's not so fixated that it loses sight of the greater goal. It's bad, but it's bad in different ways than you'd expect. Like, just him, like, squeezing their knees. Yeah. Was, like, really, like, I didn't like seeing the knees move around. Yeah. But that's not really, like, what you'd expect to be bothered by in, like, the surgery scene. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And um, the first glimpse of the completed centipede really kind of gave me a chill. You yeah. Know? Just the arm draped over a leg. You know, it yep. really communicated uh, entirely the dire situation had come to fruition through just one little shot. Really impressive. The lumps under the blanket. And then, uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. It doesn't tease you too much, though, because we do get to really see it slash them on full display before too long. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, you know, it's a movie that's that's kind of like this, but but disappointed me personally was uh, Tusk. Mm, like, I really similar, liked yeah. Tusk. I really liked the premise. I really liked sure. the beginning and everything, and then just the 
the execution of the walrus was was lacking to me. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I will I'll be honest. I'm a bit of a Tusk defender. That's fine. I, I appreciate yeah. Tusk too. <laughs> I also uh, am a Justin Long apologist. I, I like Justin name, Long so. too. <laughs> so so the 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 two the two com- combined, I thought to make uh, certainly a tolerable movie at least for me. It it, it um, is enjoyable to me. But I just I had I had a few complaints compared but, to hey, this. No compared to this, it's nothing. <laughs> Now, the sutures are awful and gross. Oh, the staples <laughs> in their face, right? Yeah. yeah. But Dr. Hyder is freaking stoked. He is, like, taking pictures as they weep. He's got his suit on. We got to talk about the drip. Yeah, oh, he's fly as hell. I mean, he's got a great suit. He's got a Hugo great, Boss. Yeah, he's got there a great go. Hugo Boss suit. He's got a great doctor's outfit. He's got a great jeans and, and shirt digging a hole outfit. When yeah. he's burying the truck, sure. he's got some great high-waisted jeans workman, on. Workman, workman Vogue, Workman Chic. Yeah, he's such a fucked up little guy. <laughs> he's so fucked up. <laughs> the window has also been fixed, I forgot to mention. Right. They fixed the window. I would be really uncomfortable fi- f- like putting that window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like standing there the whole time. He was not letting them go anywhere without him. And uh, he shows the centipede themselves in the mirror, so right. they weep even harder, and he joins in the weeping uh, for, for joy for him, though. <laughs> and this is when he looks at himself in the mirror, and he gives himself a little smooch, and he lingers. Right. Uh, yeah, very, very strange moment. Could uh, be interpreted in a lot of ways. Maybe it's more of like, a, I'm, I'm such a it. genius. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Now caged, Jenny and Lindsay comfort each other as best they can with their mouths sewn shut. Just holding hands. Holding hands, giving each other a little squeeze, which will, of course, uh, come back at the end. (laughs) And they're outside now because it's training time for old Hugh Scent, the human centipede. (laughs) The dry human or whatever. (laughs) And Hyder is having the time of his life. He's loving it, dude. There's tinny classical music playing, and the sun is shining <laughs> while he degrades the monstrosity of his own creation. And fucking sh- Tom Six can work a fog machine. Oh, yeah. There's oh, some yeah. good fog in this scene. <laughs> he shoves this paper in Katsuro's mouth to oh, try and God. teach him to fetch it, uh, although Katsuro is reluctant. You won't do it. Say. I'd do it, man. I'd do it. Like, what? What? What, what are you? What are you proving? What's? What, it's not going to get any better or any worse. <laughs> like, what are you? What are, what are you going to do? Wow! Wow! So quick! So you just quick do to it, give it up. What are you, oh my you god! Cut my knees. I'm wow. spoken to another person. I might as well bring in the newspaper with my mouth. <laughs> wow! All right. Hey, I guess you heard it here first. You find a willing participant. No, man. I would have found a way to kill myself so quicker than that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So much quicker. So quick. Oh Day my god! One, he'd put that drawing up on the board, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Peace." So long, everyone. Nope. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that night, Katsuro shovels food in his mouth as the women behind him protest. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he notices an opening, he bites Doctor Hyder on the ankle. Yep. And Hyder breaks Katsuro's nose with some swift kicks. And all niceties are out the window for the next training session. Again, this does feel like maybe an allusion to concentration camps and the guards who are like, I can't believe the audacity of these people not just accepting their fate. 
Right. He really, yeah, he really thinks they should already have, like, an established master's, like, slave relationship. Yeah, it's it, that's that's a really good point. Unfortunately, Katsuro had to poop sometime. <laughs> yeah, they hold, and that's, I mean, it's realistic. You would hold off as long as you could. Yeah, and uh, he prays for forgiveness while You're Dr. Right. Heider screams, feed her at him. <laughs> Truly demented, horrific shit. Uh... <laughs> They continue to be tormented back in the cage. All segments are weeping and the doctor comes in to say, hey, I got to sleep. So shut up up, or I'll go back in or I'll cut your vocal cords like I should have in the first place. And then they're tied to a pool chair while he does laps. Mm -hmm. Also, the 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 establishment of being able to untie your 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 hand things Mm. with your mouth. That pissed me off. I'm like, why didn't you? Why? Let's let's go. I'm like, why aren't you doing that every single time? Because <laughs> they got the I'm shit kicked out of them for doing it. <laughs> I thought this was actually a really cool example of the consideration that Laser actually did put into the character of Hyder. He said that he views the centipede as his and as an animal, and so he had to be naked in this scene because you're not ashamed to be naked around a pet. That's really that's dope, and I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it's wild. a great what a great little character thing. Wow. He also doesn't care that they got loose, even mockingly holding the door open for them. Right. <laughs> they start to move as one, uh, which was technically his goal all along. Mm-hmm. And uh, he teaches them a lesson for trying to escape by going in on them with his riding crop. He hits them. Yeah. A lot. He hits yeah. them a lot. It's time for their post-op medical check, and Katsuro is doing fine. Strong, even. <laughs> Middle section, unfortunately, Jenny is a bit constipated. Uh, yeah, sure. which I guess you would expect... Yeah. He prescribes laxatives, which sucks, and then also comes back in number two. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, it actually wasn't intended, but I'm I'm claiming it. Pun claimed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we get to Jenny. Poor, poor Jenny. Poor sweet Jenny. There is a huge brown spot around her mouth. Could be dried blood. Could be shit. Either way, not ideal. <laughs> it's poop. Like, I, I was thinking that, too, when I was watching it. And then I was like... It's poop. Because if, it, if if it, if he wanted it to the be infection, it would stuff. be red. Yeah. <laughs> if he wanted to be poop, it's gonna be brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, she's got some nasty swelling and pus build up around her sutures. Yeah, that's a really so, nasty. Yeah, I think too. it's it's poop because uh, she's all fucking gross and infected. Yep. <laughs> and he pops one to examine. This is grody makeup in this scene. Yeah, real real nasty and looks real painful too. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what would happen if you did this, right? They sure, would just sure. die the next day. Yeah. Like, this seems hella toxic. <laughs> they would like rip apart from each other, probably like when yeah. they woke up, and then they would die. Yeah, yeah, and almost immediately. Yeah, he gets a call. The doctor gets a call, which pulls him upstairs. It's like the the doorbell, the like doorbell rings the phone, phone. Yeah. yeah, right. And he hides the photo of Ziont. <laughs> Or dry hunt. Right, that's me. the only that thing now. he does. Yeah. <laughs> All the other pictures stay up. Just just the dog photo. And it's not even the one with all three. It's They're just, just going to think. It's just it's... one dog kissing another dog's right. ass. Right. <laughs> they're just going to think they're standing. That You don't have to hide it. <laughs> it was like porno to him. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, he doesn't want them to see the true him. Uh, they come in, and Hyder seems unconcerned as Kranz questions him. This is, oh, excuse me, I didn't even say. Uh, the, he opens the door to greet two cops, Commissars Kranz and Voller. 
And uh, they come in, and Hyder seems unconcerned as Kranz questions him, uh, since downstairs is apparently pretty effectively soundproofed. Right. I again looked into what the translations for these scenes were, and basically he asks why he should give a shit about these tourists, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And then he says the cops can only have water instead of the coffee yeah. at the request. <laughs> only have water. Yeah. And then he again doses this with roofies. And it becomes more confrontational. And Hyder says, hey, man. He's really this like he's really cocky. Yeah, oh, the doctor he's, is. He's like, sure he's got it in the bag. Yeah, baby. it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> he's like, don't you know I built a human centipede? Right. I can do anything. <laughs> it becomes more confrontational, and Hyder says, "Hey, man, this is bullshit. Drink your water and get the hell out of here." No search warrant. No no, no search looky. warrant. That's right. He shoves the drugged drink in Kranz's face, but Kranz slaps it out of his hand. He, like, shakes it in his face a bunch. He's like, drink yeah. it, drink it, drink it, drink it. Yeah. It's, really, it's really bizarre. It really is. And Hyder uh, freaks out again. He says, this is assault. I'll have your badge, pig. <laughs> but then he, he backs off a little bit because, of course, this is incredibly suspicious behavior. So he just says, hey, I'm actually just overworked. Sorry I flew off the handle. Let me go get a towel. And obviously, we're both on the doctor's side in this instance. We don't want to be pro-cop or anything. We're right. both with the doctor here. It's <laughs> fucked up what those cops are doing. There are no winners in this. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you guys do, but sadly, we are on the doctor's side. <laughs> the cops look at each other like, wow, that dude is hella suspicious because what the he, fuck's going on? Because <laughs> yeah, he's insanely suspicious. Um, but he heads downstairs to get another syringe, telling Jen that's telling Jenny that he will mercy kill her and add the two cops instead. So there'll be quadruplets. See you soon. He's going to add more. It's It's an evolving concern. Yeah, exactly. And he leaves, and Katsuro spots a scalpel and does a successful big stretch to get a hold of it. That's a big stretch. He, like, crawls over, a, over like, a gap between the yeah. table and... Oh, the, my gosh. Yeah. Magic. Ugh. <laughs> Back upstairs, Kranz is like, hey, can we check out where you were down there? <laughs> and Hyder says, absolutely not without a warrant, and then jokes about how it could be anything, and they'll never know. Could be a lab, an office, a torture chamber, even. <laughs> But as he gesticulates, he drops the towel and reveals the syringe. It's insulin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, of course. The cop is suspicious, and Hyder says, oh yeah, it's just insulin for my diabetes. And they leave, saying they'll be right back with a warrant, which he hustles downstairs to cover things up, or so he thinks. The centipede is missing. Yep. You hate that's, to see it. That's a troubling sentence at the best of times. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Made all the worse by the fact that it's human. And uh, he looks around before Katsuro launches into action. He stabs Hyder's foot with the scalpel he stole. Gnarly. And then his knee, also gnarly, yes, Twisted. absolutely, before leaning in and biting a big old chunk of his neck out. Really mistake not finishing him off. You're right Look, there. You might as well do it. You might as well. You even have the scalpel. Yeah. I, do you ever think about that, George? Do you think if you were in like a terrifying situation that watching horror movies would make you uh, <laughs> slow down and act right instead of being driven by uh, fear? Who can say, really? You know, it's 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 like running into a burning building. You never know until the uh, opportunity strikes. I believe that I am less prone to accidents because of how many people I've watched getting hurt on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go out onto a deck over water with like 15 other people. Because sure. I've learned from what I've watched. That'll collapse. 
Yeah. Hey, I think it certainly makes me more cognizant of the things that could go wrong. Yeah, right. That might make you even more scared, though, because you'll be too nervous to act. Sure. You say, well, like, you I, like I said, I would have killed myself already. Sure. We would never have gotten to this point. Yeah. <laughs> they work together to walk, which teamwork. is a nice moment of coming it's together. Really inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. Jenny is fading in the rear, though. Right. And... They the stairs are very intimidating, especially without being able to extend your knees. So super fucked. It's like a spiral staircase that they have. <laughs> very tight, yeah. And we also see the sutures around their mouth starting to bleed again yeah, as ugh. they pull and strain. Hyder uh, is awake again and crawling after them, licking the blood they left on the stairs. Great what a little freak. Fantastic! What a little freak. The centipede is struggling, like I said, as Jenny continues to fade. They make for Hyder's room, but are stymied by the new window, so they grab a nearby lamp and get to smashing. Hyder has arrived, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, he says, and Katsuro grabs a chunk of glass from the damaged window, and he says in Japanese, this is the quote, God? Are you God? I'm just a puny insect. I cast out my parents, left my child, dismissed their love, and led a selfish life just like an insect. No, my existence is even lower than insects. But, but dear God, that's how I've lived, and this is my punishment. I want to believe that I'm still a human being. Hey, girls. Hey, mister. What an insane world we live in. And then he cuts his throat, resigning the girls to their fate as well. It's truly, like, a beautiful monologue. Like, really, really well done, well written, and well delivered. Yeah. And, yeah, he finally gets it. It's wild, yeah. He, he, he He's... Sure that uh, this is this is some punishment that he deserved, and that uh, karma is is a motherfucker basically. <laughs> and now he's dead. He finally he finally takes the plunge, and he cuts his throat, and the doorbell rings again. Ding dong. And it's not explicitly like discussed, but it really does seem like there's like a shot of of the girl behind him like being like after he dies so it really does seem like he he let go after he died like he evacuated his bowels sure as you do it does happen yeah now the cops are back with their warrant eventually breaking down the door as Hyder crawls to the swimming pool because he is still injured and crawling after the centipede and Voller discovers the horrible visage of the centipede (laughs) he just like looks in through a crack in the door and he sees them and immediately vomits Really, yeah, both of the cops have really, like, great reactions, realistic reactions to it, of just being like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kranz finds the operating room, plus some blood, when suddenly there's a loud bang from upstairs. He runs back up, finds the centipede, and like we said, very shocked. Yeah, He's still looking for Voller, though, and he finds him face down in the pool, stabbed in the neck by the scalpel. Yeah, one of them. He got one of them, and Kranz is shot twice in the gut by Hyder, who stole Voller's gun. But Kranz quickly fires off a shot that hits Hyder square in the forehead. And like we said, very fun little blood spray behind him uh, before falling uh, face down in the pool himself, all dead. Do you know who the doctor reminds me of? Who's that? I'm just remembering this now. There's one performance in television that is actually very similar to the doctor in Human Centipede. Wow. And that's Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> he like has the same vulture like mm, stance. Yeah. And the way the way he fires the gun at the end is is like the way Sheldon would fire a gun. <laughs> there you go. 
they've done young Sheldon. This is old Sheldon. This is doc, Nazi doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a really dark turn. <laughs> the camera pans back to the centipede. Jenny can take no more, and she gives in and dies. You know, there's a, a touching moment where Lindsay, she squeezes Jenny's hand to say, please, you know, stay with me. We need this. We can only get through this together. But uh, but she's dead. Imagine having to act that your best friend just died Ugh. while you're surgically attached to someone's yeah. anus and she's surgically attached to your anus. And you have mm. to act that your best friend just died. Talk about some baggage. This is interesting because it, of course, leaves Lindsay as the quote-unquote final girl. But, you know, this is in even worse shape than usual for the trope. She's sewn to a corpse on either end. No ability to extend her legs, even if she gets out of this situation. Which, you know, maybe she could, like, cut. I mean, it would fucking suck. But yeah, she could, I'd like, start pulling the, the staples glass. out, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's either that or she's stuck there until she starves to death, presumably. Right. <laughs> You got to assume at some point she's going to start trying to get out. Yeah, uh, and the camera just pans up, looking at the sky as the birds (laughs) chirp happily over her sobbing. The end. This is like Werner Herzog's favorite movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would be very understandable because, of course, Nate, we have now reached the part of the episode where we sum up why it's not just a good horror movie, but is, in fact, the best horror movie ever made. And I'm going to let you start. I mean, it's like I said before, man, this is a once in a generation thing where somebody taps into something that truly like disgusts people and freaks them out to the point where, you know, like 80% of the people that joke about how bad this movie is, not even bad in the traditional sense, but just like how hard it would be to watch this movie have never even seen the movie Mm -hmm. because it is so... Like, it's an undertaking. I, I was actually dreading watching it because I was like, I love horror movies, but, you know, sometimes you got to be in a, in, a, in a little, you know, in a place to watch them. And I, I think my feelings about them did change a little bit after I had children and like I have empathy towards other people now. But I, I was kind of dreading watching it because it is an undertaking. Like, yeah, for sure. Is, I even remembered that, like, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that gory, but it's it's pretty emotionally gut-wrenching to watch and disgusting to watch, and it sticks yeah, with you. an endurance test of, a, of an entirely different color. This is the freaks of, of our generation. This is the exorcist of our wow. generation. Todd Browning called out. Absolutely. This is the movie that will... This will be most people's line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, which is where, where we got to push it with horror movies, right? That's the sure. whole point. And that's why. Yeah, man. There you go. I totally agree. To me, this is the best horror movie ever made because it is both a watershed moment that taps into the zeitgeist and also manages to be so much more than that. It is, like you say, something that is extremely well known, even if it is just as a punchline. Right. It really tapped into people's consciousness as something that feels like the line to them. Right. (laughs) And for it to not only ride that line, but then to actually do something interesting with it and not just be an exploitation movie, which 
to be sure, there is room for just exploitation movies. And like I said, I loved two, which is clearly leaning into the <laughs> exploitation movie aspects of this movie. But there is a lot more going on with this movie than people might expect at first blush. And uh, if you out there have felt like maybe this is not worth your time, I would say, hey, maybe reconsider, give it a shot. It is more of a, an emotional test than a stomach test, I would say. That's true. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I may disagree with you, but I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. Sure. <laughs> All of this to say that it is, it is a lot going on behind the scenes, but then the movie itself is also very good. I think that, like we said, there's a lot of interesting camera work. There is a well. Not, the camera work is kind of static, which is by itself kind of interesting. But the 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 framing and the cinematography of it is very nice, and uh, I think the performances really key into what the movie needs. I wouldn't say that this is like you couldn't drop one of these actors into like a period piece drama, but for what the movie is doing, they're perfect. Well, maybe if it was an if it was World War Two and it was like in Nazi Germany, one of them right. would probably sure. work pretty well <laughs> maybe 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 it would work in a one of them would drama. probably I, uh, I retract yeah <laughs> maybe the nazi scientist would probably would be okay who knows <laughs> he probably can't like go outside right no. <laughs> like people probably are, Whoa. <laughs> that, guy, that guy i know he's bad news yeah it's it's just a great time i was really shocked by this look I'm so psyched you liked. <laughs> people people have really been putting me through my fucking paces lately. <laughs> what what else have you had to watch? We just had to watch Antichrist recently, oh. which was fucking crazy. We just had to watch Funny Games recently, which was fucking crazy. Yep, that's a good one. Oh, goodness gracious. At least hopefully we have uh, some, some lighter stuff coming up, hopefully. <laughs> but this was, in fact, the best horror movie ever made. Hell yeah. Nate, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This was an absolute blast. Please... Tell the people where they can find you. I do research for How This Get Made, listen to How This Get Made. I do a podcast about friends. Oh, I know that show. It's it's a pretty good show. It's fun. And then the podcast ain't too bad either. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and I do a stream called the Nate and Dean stream. Wait, you didn't say what the show is called. Uh, the, the show is called Friendsman. Yeah. The Friendsman podcast, P- Pudkist. Mm-hmm. My friend and your friend JP is on it as well. JP is on it, our, our boy. Our right. uh, mutual boy. Blair Witch Picker. Oh, he's doing Blair Witch? He picked it. It's out, That's baby. Cool. It was That's a good cool. app. Oh, I didn't Fun. listen to it yet. I gotta listen to that. I was That was a, that was actually a first-time watch, and again, it was kind of like, uh, did a lot more than I was expecting. Right. Blair Witch is so great. Yeah. It was yeah, really yeah, great. Yeah. I really yeah. loved that one. Uh, not to not to get <laughs> entirely sure, off track in the middle I'm of sure plugs. You read, you read all about the filming of it and everything and how fucked up that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, any other plugs? Social media stuff? No, no. Uh, a big Nate on Twitter, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. There you go. I'm Little Horror PHL on Twitter. It's also on Instagram and also on Patreon if you want to throw the show a couple bucks uh it's a lot of work to do this show for one person and you know if you want to throw me a couple bucks i would really appreciate it and you also get bonus episodes killing it george thank you killing it man and yeah the bonus episodes are a lot of fun there is uh we recorded the bonus episode with branson reese about the like animated horror shorts from the 20s through the 50s and it's two and a half hours long unedited (laughs) So, cool. so my plan to have the Patreon be a place that I could put, you know, s- sort of um, lighter content 
um, is in fact going the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> but that means there's a lot of really fun stuff on there that uh, has a lot of work put into it. So you can check out that. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Before we go, George, I am going to call my shot for our next episode. It's got to be two, right? You got to come back for two. I'd love to discuss two also, but maybe oh. the next the next film that I'd like to discuss with you. Mm, okay. What's that? A Serbian film. Okay. Well, that's it, folks. <laughs> No, I have not seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Oh, no, okay. it's, go, it's, go, uh, go, go, go. it's not high on my list, i got to say. It's, 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 nice. it's pretty well done, dude. It's pretty mm, well done, well, that's all I'll say. Well, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the same response I got from you when I said that we're doing the human centipede. <laughs> he's right. He when said, he's right, he's oh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all kinds of great stuff on there. And uh, yeah, rating, rating, review, all that jazz. Oh, live show. We have a live show. Holy crap. We have a live show. That's crazy, yeah, I right? I heard about that, too. That's awesome. April 8th, 7.30 p.m. That's a Friday at the Philadelphia Comic-Con. Uh, that's called Fan Expo. If you want to check it out and you're in the area already, hey, come listen to us do a live episode. We're going to be covering army of darkness wow it's not a fun movie to be talking about live great pick for comic-con too yeah all right everyone bye